0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including SiriusXM. Search Ole Miss football and the show will appear on there. I'm here with one of the hosts of the full ride that you can catch on College Sports Nation on SiriusXM, Chris Childers. How are you doing, Chris?
1: I'm doing good, Steve. It's good to see you, buddy. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm doing quite well. I saw like um, on Twitter a while back you, your big England vacation, going over there seeing soccer games and stuff like that. Good for you, man.
1: It's a lot of fun. I suggest any SEC fan get their butt over there and compare and contrast to a big Premier League game, because I'm telling you, there's there's not that many differences, man. The passion runs deep.
0: Yeah, it, it looks really cool, and it looked like on your Twitter timeline you were having a really good time as well. But I don't want to hold you too long. Let's kind of get right into this. Um, the FanDuel Sportsbook released their over-unders, so to speak. And what stands out from this chart to you?
1: Georgia. Georgia's 11 and a half. So you have to bet, Steve, you have to bet for them to go undefeated to win your bet. That's kind of, you know, and and honestly, I would take the bet probably. I don't see any reason to believe, like, you look at the schedule, who's going to beat Georgia? The schedule is so light. Their non-conference is ridiculous. They play, like, UAB and – I mean, Georgia Tech is obviously the the rivalry at the end, which is, you know, supposedly their hard game, but their non-conference is cake. Really, the only team I look at in the division that has any chance at all to contend with them, I mean, even looking at this chart here, is Tennessee. But Tennessee's overall over-under is 9.5. So how good are they going to be, right? I mean, outside of that, look at this. Kentucky 6.5 wins. Georgia walks its way to an SEC East championship again. The question is, will they do it undefeated? But 11.5 wins. That means they have to go 12-0 and for you to win your bet. And I quite frankly, wouldn't bet against it. The other thing that pops out is Florida at five and a half wins. If that's true, there's like 5,000 people on the staff. What are they paying for? (laughs) What are they equipping Billy Napier for to be worse than Dan Mullen? That stands out to me at five and a half. And if you start to break it down you start to wonder where the wins are going to come from.
0: Yeah. You know, I look at this chart and the thing that jumps out to me is maybe the biggest lock on the whole chart is going over on Vanderbilt in three and a half.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. Vanderbilt three and a half wins. Where do they come from? Where do they come from? I mean, I know they had a better, a better season a year ago. I don't know where they're going to come from. Um, South Carolina, like I would go over six and a half on South Carolina. I think they proved something to us a year ago. Auburn, I think, stands out to me at six and a half. I don't think there's any way Hugh Freeze lets them go behind eight, go beyond, go less than eight. I just think Hugh is like um, Brian Kelly. They're not going to suck. They're going to be better. The presence (laughs) alone makes them better. He's a better football coach. He's going to invigorate them. I think they're going to be eight and four. Um, and then AM at seven and five, if that holds, if they're around seven, eight wins, what the hell are they paying for? What are they paying for?
0: You're absolutely correct there. I mean, absolutely nuts. And um, one this is one little hot take that I have that I don't know if it's a hot take, but I kind of am willing to go there at this point in the season. And that is if Alabama loses to Texas, They're going to be an eight win team.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. There's, I think a lot of people are just accepting Alabama as a 10 win team just because they're Alabama, but really based on what? And you look at their quarterback position, like, I think you're right, Steve. I wouldn't be shocked if they're eight and four, because what about them? tells us they're 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 just the A right just that's it or i mean that's the only thing about it that says they're going to be better but i think the SEC West is better i think LSU quite frankly is a better team than them right now i think they're the favorite they're not maybe deep but i think their front line and their quarterback like i think Daniels is a Heisman trophy finalist by the end of the year if Tyler Buckner is your best option and you know i'm a Notre Dame guy Mm -hmm. you're screwed tyler buckner's not very good tyler buckner is an average college quarterback if you're looking to average when you just had a generational player quarterback i mean bryce young to me is a freak show so if you're going from that to this plus you're losing will henderson on the other side i don't see bama doing what they used to do I'm not looking at the great reload right now. I think there might be a little bit of rebuild. And if that's the case, that's a problem with LSU. That's a problem with you, Freaks. The division got a lot tougher over the last couple of years because you have competent coaching in the division now.
0: Yeah, you know, in Alabama, everybody talks about It's like, hey, they were two plays away from being undefeated. Well, they were also two plays away from being in the Music City Bowl last year. Yes, they uh, were. Yeah, because yeah. the ball was in the air against A and M, and on the last play of the game, it was in the air against Ole Miss. Both of those could have easily gone the other direction. So it'll be interesting. I'm not one of these people that wants to talk about the decline, but I do think the talent being gotten in Georgia is affecting the same players that they normally recruit to Alabama. And I if agree. you bring if you bring that talent line down just a little bit, all of a sudden there's not as much of a gap between Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee. And it becomes, honestly, a gettable game. Honestly, I think that's why Nick Saban is going to the offense that he's going to this year. They're going to play field position. They're going to run the football. They're going to play time of possessions. Old school, like Nick Saban ran at Alabama with A.J. McCarron. And they're going to do that because, honestly, they have to. It has to. They can't be so freewheeling anymore.
1: I think you're 100% right. And you know what's weird to me, Steve, is that Nick Saban adjusted who he was over time. You know, he adapted with the times. He went to RPOs. But don't you think Kirby has proven to us that Nick never had to? Yeah. Never had to do that? He could have been himself the whole time and never got himself in this position where he's sort of an offensive no-man's land.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, that's absolutely the case. Georgia has absolutely proven that 2012 Alabama could win in
1: 2023. Yeah, 100%. So... Mm-hmm you wonder if there's a little bit of doubt there from Nick Saban because he was the best at building up the great defensive team, stockpile the defensive linemen, have a great running back, be okay quarterback, but you didn't have to be great. I mean, Tyler Buckner would have been a fine quarterback back in 2011 for Alabama, but they're not built that way now.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's absolutely crazy. And I don't want to keep you too long today, so let's change the subject just a little bit. What is your SEC team to watch?
1: You know, it's an interesting question. I'm not really in love with anybody in this league outside of uh, maybe Georgia and LSU right now. But as far as the bottom ranks, I'm really curious to see what South Carolina is going to be. A year ago, they whipped Tennessee. They beat Clemson. Uh, Nobody thought that Shane Beamer would have them in this position. Was it real? Or was it just something that they're going to go back and be a six-win team? I think if they're an eight-nine-win team, then they're on to something. I think he might be better than advertised. And I think that's the team I'm really kind of paying attention to. As far as teams to watch, um, nobody's going to beat Georgia. And watch the SEC West. Watch it, see if A&M, if that Petrino and and Jimbo thing works out. I have a weird feeling it's going to get weird. But – Pay attention to that because I think the way those guys commingle is going to be very, very interesting.
0: Exactly. Now, the other side of the coin, what's the team from the bottom of the league that you're looking to survive, surprise?
1: Well, Vanderbilt a year ago won five games. Um, they're a team that I like their quarterback, I like some of their bones. Um, getting to six wins would be a surprise. So I think that's a team that we're kind of looking at right now, I think Florida, Florida's a team. If they can get to seven, eight wins with Graham it's a quarterback. Then Billy Napier knows what he's doing. Uh, if they don't, then it's Graham It's playing quarterback and the guy is wasting his time. And quite frankly, wasted a year with that kid, a quarterback. Um, I don't really love them. I don't love the Florida Gators, but I think if they can get to eight, then they'll be onto something, anything less, it's going to get weird again. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Anyway, tell people, um, how they can catch a show every day.
1: Yeah. Full ride. You can listen to, um, on Sirius XM on college sports radio channel 84. Uh, we start every morning at 8am central time and, uh, we get off at 11. So right before lunchtime, uh, we'll, uh, lead you into that. And then there's some great programming the rest of the day. So check it out on 84.
0: Yeah, favorite it on the SiriusXM app and also search Ole Miss football and Locked On Ole Miss and favorite that one as well. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show, Ole Miss recruiting Brian Smith. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Anyway, thank you so much, Chris, and I hope everything's going well. And if you ever need anything, let me know.
1: You're welcome, sir. Thank you.
0: All right, bud.